The LA Kings played like Rocky in Philly, battling back time and time again before getting a dramatic KO of the Flyers. The captain led the way. And do the Kings possibly have their version of the kid line? We also need to crown a king. All that coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, King fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. You can get notified when the uh, latest episodes are released, and uh, it also helps the episodes to get recognized when you like them as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years, and I'm a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. The LA Kings played game three of their six-game road trip in Philadelphia against the Flyers last night, and LA put out the exact same forward group that they did for their previous game, a win in Chicago. Uh, On the blue line, Alex Edler was back in the lineup after a rest game against Chicago, and Thomas Bjornfoot was out. Phoenix Copley would be back in net, making his fourth straight start, but of course he was pulled in the previous two as for the game against the flyers la started strong but it didn't translate them into getting the first goal of the game Uh, after a bit of puck luck philadelphia was able to strike first on a 2-1-1 but the kings came right back on a power play goal by the captain andre kobitar to tie it up at one apiece now the flyers would reclaim the lead just over a minute later but la would come back again on a second goal from kobitar and we were tied at 2-2 after a wide open opening period things would settle down a bit in the second period the flyers though would again reclaim the lead uh this time uh battling back though were the kings as they had in the game so far uh but it was not Andre kopitar responding it was the rookie samuel fagimo uh scoring to even it up at 3-3 heading into the third period we would have a scoreless third the game decided in overtime and the player that started it all for la Andre Kopitar on the ice along with Kevin Fiala and Drew Doughty, and they never left the ice in this one because the overtime only lasted a minute nine seconds, but it was a action-packed minute nine seconds. In the end, Kevin Fiala would score on a two-on-one with Drew Doughty, and the Kings win a thriller 4-3 in overtime to get a big two points. LA outshot Philadelphia 38-31. to This was after the two teams combined for 28 shots in the opening period. L.A. dominated in the faceoff circle, winning 66.1% of the draws. Of course, the Kings were out hit 30-13, to but L.A. did win the special teams battle barely. Kings were 1-for-5 on the power play and were 3-for-3 three three on the penalty kill. Samuel Fagimo gets his second career NHL goal. Andre Kopitar gets goals 13 and 14 of the season for him, and Kevin Fiala gets the game winner in overtime for his 17th goal of the season. He also had an assist. Uh, and leads the Kings with 51 points. Phoenix Copley stopped 28 of 31 shots on goal to improve to 14-3 and on the season. And the Kings get their first win over a Metropolitan Division team this season. They had been 0-6-1 and 
going into the game, the Metro, the best division in the NHL. This was a fun game. Um, thrilling finish. Uh, yes, the Flyers aren't in a playoff position right now in the East, but they actually have been playing better than a lot of people thought they would, including me. Uh, they're kind of hovering around the 500 mark at this point of the season. Uh, and look, on the road, you will take two points uh, every time and be happy about it, regardless of who it is against, especially this time of the season when things are starting to really start to uh, ramp up as far as playoff positioning and things like that. Trade deadline coming up, teams looking to figure out if they're buyers and sellers. So these are all very important games for all teams around the league. Um, there were a couple of breakdowns for the Kings defensively early, but I thought they really cleaned that up in the second and third periods, and I thought overall played a pretty good defensive game. I said four games ago, Phoenix Copley gets pulled against the Stars, and I said I'm not worried yet. And then he got pulled 39 seconds into the Nashville game, and again I said I'm not worried yet because that was a change of momentum move by head coach Todd McClellan, not a Phoenix Copley's terrible, we can't have him in net move. And then he got the win against Chicago, but only had to make 19 saves and not many high-quality saves, so still was waiting for him to kind of put together that solid effort we've seen from him for most of the season to say, yes, he's back, everything is fine. And uh, I thought that happened last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he stood tall in net, did Phoenix Copley, Good rebound control, which we've seen from him for most of the season, uh, making the saves that he should make. I thought, honestly, that the three goals that he allowed, I didn't think any of them were soft goals. The first goal was a two-on-one the Flyers had after a lucky bounce. Second goal, Sean Dursey, frankly, got beat and left Copley one-on-one. And then the third goal was, again, more puck luck for the Flyers. Um, a routine shot towards the net, hit somebody, ended up on the stick of a flyer in a good position, and he was able to score. So I thought uh, Copley had a very solid game and a huge save in the overtime right before the game-winning goal was scored. Uh, good to see Phoenix Copley um, getting another quality start after having some issues, uh, you know, some concerns a little bit. Um, no soft goals allowed, like I said, and done what he has done pretty much all season long since taking over a net for the Kings, giving his team a chance to win. It's exactly what he did. Um, and since the, his season debut for the Kings on December the 6th, no goalie in the NHL has more wins than Phoenix Copley. So again, I thought very encouraging to see him back um, playing solid hockey, like I said, giving his team a chance to win. That's exactly what he did, and the Kings took advantage getting the victory. We need to talk about a big night for the captain, and also do the Kings have a kid line that, we should maybe get excited about. We're going to talk about all that in just a second, but first I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. New customers join today and get started with $150 of free bets guaranteed with your first bet of $5 or more. Uh, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more 
with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. When it comes to the Kings, um, you know, and, and how they were struggling at one point this year, I saw some negative comments about Andre Kopitar, and that will happen with any fan base. Um, when things aren't going well, they look for fingers to point and, and players to call out. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, the stuff that he's not a top-line center anymore, even stuff as drastic as he, the C needs to be removed from his jersey. Um, I thought that was a lot of eye-roll stuff, to be honest. But uh, I, I do think that uh, Kings fans do probably take Andre Kopitar a little bit for granted. Uh, the 35-year-old is second on the team right now in scoring with 39 points. He's third on the team in assists with 25 and fourth in goals with 14. The captain is putting up solid numbers again, not to mention his leadership in the locker room. And yes, he is a quiet leader, but very, very well respected in the room. And I guarantee you when Andre Kopitar has something to say, everyone listens and takes it to heart. He probably had his best game of the year last night against the Flyers with the two goals. Uh, and he won 66.7% of his face-offs as well, playing over 20 minutes. He was on the ice when the game-winning goal was scored in overtime as well. Uh, Kopi recorded his 43rd career multi-goal game, tying Butch Goring for seventh most in Kings franchise history. Kopitar's first goal of the game against the Flyers marked his 107th career power play goal as he passed Dustin Brown, result possession of fourth on the all-time Kings list for power play goals. And... I have to admit, and this is not criticism, but I do like seeing Kopitar looking to get his shot more. And that was definitely the case last night against the Flyers. Now, I get that by nature, he is more of a facilitator. Uh, I get that he usually has uh, somebody uh, on his wing, like a sniper, like Adrian Kempe. And you're going to defer to him probably a little bit more because he's a guy who does have a bit of a more of a scoring uh, shot than Andre Kopitar does. But I, I like to see. When Kopi is a little more offensive-minded, I think it makes the top line more dangerous when he's looking for a shot, uh, and that definitely was the case last night, especially on that first goal. That was just a flat-out blast on the power play from the high slot. So, uh, again, good to see Kopitar looking for a shot. I think it makes that top line more effective and good to see the top line uh, having a very good game. Obviously, we talked about Kopitar, but Adrian Kempe had a beautiful primary assist on Kopitar's second goal, a pass from behind the net. Uh, Kempe was flying around the ice all night, uh, both offensively and defensively, had some really good looks. Uh, and Quentin Byfield continues to show signs of, of progress. Um, you know, I was skeptical about him playing wing on the top line, um, but it looks like it's really starting to work out for Byfield, and he is more and more noticeable on the ice and in a positive way. Uh, he had a very nice pass to Kempe that started that second goal where Kempe had the assist behind the net to Kopitar. Byfield had a steal in the Flyers' zone early that led to a scoring chance. He had another shot on goal and then got the rebound behind the net and had a pretty nice wraparound chance. Uh, he drew a tripping penalty, although he did take a bad tripping penalty later on in the game. But again, Quinn Byfield is you know, getting some quality ice time, and I think he's taking advantage of it. Uh, also playing on the second power play unit, the Deneau power play unit as well. And he just looks more and more comfortable uh, he looks more and more confident in his role. Uh, and I think he's starting to scratch the surface on some of those high expectations that everyone has had around him. Uh, I really think the QB is showing encouraging signs. And I, th I don't think it's just me wishful thinking because, you know, watching him play uh, earlier in the season, we, we just didn't see it. 
Um, and, and also obviously sporadically last year as well. Um, but again, I, I'm seeing it. You tell me if you're seeing it too. Quentin Byfield, though, again, starting to play with more confidence, starting to look more comfortable and making noticeable plays, both passing the puck, both with puck possession and occasionally getting some scoring chances as well. So I think I think very encouraging signs going on right now with Quentin Byfield. Speaking of young talent, do the Kings maybe have their own version of the kid line? Now, if you don't follow the league, you may not know what the hell I'm talking about, but the New York Rangers have a line they call the kid line. Uh, it's made up of Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, and Philip Hedel, all former first-round picks, all under the age of 22 years. Um, and they have had success off and on, but uh, you know, made some headlines in the playoffs last year, doing some nice things for the Rangers. Uh, and and maybe maybe the Kings have a, a version of that in the making, uh, because I really enjoyed watching the Kings' fourth line against the Flyers. Uh, maybe you can call it the, the the rain line because they all played together in Ontario. But I really enjoyed watching Alex Turcotte, Samuel Vagimo, and Rasmus Kupari on the fourth line against the Flyers. Uh, Turcotte and Kupari are, if you don't know, former first-round picks. And Fagimo, former second-round pick, but they're all under the age of 21, or excuse me, 22. Um, and I thought they brought a lot of energy last night with, of course, Fugimo scoring a crucial goal in the third period to tie it up and force overtime. I'm not sure how much they're going to play together going forward. Uh, I don't know if they're going to stick together as a line. I mean, obviously, the success of the team will dictate if things get shuffled up or not. But um, some of the Kings, big draft picks, high draft picks, good young talent, kind of being forced into the lineup right now because of injury issues, which we'll talk more about in a second. But getting a chance to show what they can do. Uh, and I thought they looked hungry. I thought that group was, again, flying all around the ice, providing a lot of energy. And it's great to provide energy, but if you can also have production as well and score a big goal, then that obviously is is huge. So I, I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know if it'll be something that develops into something that gets a nickname. That obviously would be, would be uh, you know, something you only do with a, with a line that has a lot of success. But um, I did notice them. Uh, against the Flyers, uh, and and again, I really enjoyed watching them. When the, I was like actually anticipating, like let's get the fourth line out there. I want to see these kids fly around and, and do some good things. So uh, that's something to watch going forward. Uh, the fourth line for the LA Kings. We'll see if it stays together. Uh, Alex Turcotte, Rasmus Kupari, and Samuel Fugimo uh, all looked pretty good, I thought, against Philadelphia. And I did want to mention Kevin Fiala, and we talked about taking Andre Kopitar for granted, but. I think we maybe we take Kevin Fiala a little bit for granted because he's playing so well. We kind of just expect it. But, you know, he had the game-winning goal last night. And it's so nice to have a guy that you acquire with super high expectations and to have him meet those expectations. This is exactly what we hoped for with Kevin Fiala when we, when we traded for him and then signed him to the extension. He has delivered time and time again. He's not a perfect player. Nobody is. Um, but I thought Tom McClellan said something about Fiala that I think is really obvious. Uh, he is a guy that always wants to be on the ice and it shows in the way he plays, the way he skates with so much energy. Um, I think that the team kind of can feed off that as well. And I love that he doesn't seem to care who he plays with or where in the lineup he plays. Um, he's going to get on the ice. He's going to get the puck on his stick and he's going to make things happen. Uh, he's really been uh, a treat to watch so far for the LA Kings. And uh, obviously it was a treat to see him score 
that uh, overtime game winner. But I thought I loved that comment that Tom McCullen made that he just always wants to be on the ice. And, and it's pretty clear when he does get on the ice, how much he just loves to be out there and, and wants to be involved in everything. So will Kevin Fiala wear the crown for the win over the Flyers? Uh, that is to come. But first, I need to let you know and invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects. It is your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So we started this the other day, um, but in case you missed it, because I know, you know, not everyone watches or listens to every episode, although you really should. Um, but uh, after every Kings win, we are going to crown the top performer of the game. Um, this is literally something that most teams do uh, in NHL locker rooms after a win where they pass around a hat or it's a championship belt or a cape or something that they wear. Uh, and then they award it to, you know, whoever gets it in their in their eyes uh, after the next win. They hold it until then. But anyway, um, you know, looking at the win over the Flyers, and anytime you win, uh, most of the time, your goaltender is probably going to be in consideration. Again, I thought Phoenix Copley played a very strong game for the LA Kings, um, but he's not going to get the crown. Um, I, I obviously I talked about Kevin Fiala, game-winning goal in overtime. That gets you a pretty strong consideration for for getting the crown. Uh, but no, um, and even Samuel Fagimo, you know, the young guy scoring a huge clutch goal to tie it up and eventually forcing the overtime. Good for him. But no, no, he's too young to get the crown. We are going to hockey royalty for the LA Kings. And it is the captain, Andre Kopitar, getting the crown for his performance against the Philadelphia Flyers. Long live the king, Andre Kopitar with the crown. Uh, we do have some injury news to pass along of sorts. Um, we know that Trevor Moore, Arthur Kaliev, and Gabe Velarde are all out indefinitely. Um, we were led to believe that these were all minor injuries, maybe a week, maybe two, but uh, it seems like things have lingered, lingered on. Now, now, Gabe Velarde was injured recently, but we were told day to day, and now he's left the team uh, on the road trip, gone back to L.A. for further evaluation. So that seems um, certainly more serious than day to day, but we shall see. And I'm um, not sure if you caught it on the broadcast last night, but Alex Faust for Bally Sports West uh, said that there is a report that Arthur Kaliev has a broken foot. Uh, now, I had not heard that before. Maybe I missed it. I try to keep uh, up on everything, but I had not heard that report. Not sure where he heard that from, um, but it sort of keeps in line with this being more serious than we were led to believe. Now, Arthur Kaliev has been out since December the 20th, so that's about five weeks. Uh, can't speculate on how long he would be out if he indeed does have a broken foot. Because we don't know. Uh, the It's one of the things about hockey that is very frustrating for fans and for media people. Uh, it's the lack of uh, transparency, transparency when it comes to injuries. The whole upper body, lower body thing is almost laughable that we just accept as hockey fans and, and people in the media at this point. But I, I just wish as a fan that uh, teams would be more, again, transparent with exactly what's going on. Um, I get to an, to an extent, the secrecy of it, but I mean, does it really prevent, you know, teams from targeting 
another player. I mean, maybe if somebody has a wrist injury and is a high profile player, you don't want the other team to know about. I don't, I don't know. It's just frustrating to not know exactly what's going on. So if in fact, Arthur Kaliev does have a broken foot, clearly that's potentially very serious, but again, we don't know. Don't know how long he's going to be out because we're not getting any information on it. And clearly he's an important player, especially for the Kings second power play unit. So Arthur Kaliev again, According to a report, according to what Alex Faust said on the broadcast, there's a report he has a broken foot. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for further information on that. But uh, certainly that's a little bit more serious than we were kind of led to believe when he was initially uh, injured. I do want to remind you, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, it is a Feedback Thursday show. Uh, I did take a peek into the Locked On LA Kings uh, email inbox. Uh, we do have some emails, but not as many as we typically do. So if you uh, would like to get an email in before tomorrow's show, certainly would encourage that. It's likely to get read on the show. Actually, I pretty much always read all of them. Um, but uh, some of them, you know, you got to kind of rush through or maybe you edit out a little bit for time or whatever. But so far, um, we do have some to read, but we could use more. So not not begging for it. But if you have something that's on your mind and you want to share it, an opinion, uh, Phoenix Copley, Quentin Byfield, whatever, uh, trade deadline, it's, it's a blank canvas for you to paint on. So if you'd like to send an email, uh, it is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com also we'll be checking the uh the youtube episodes for your post there as well and very strongly encourage you if you have anything to say anything on your mind about that specific episode or anything going on with the kings you can always leave a comment on the uh the youtube episodes uh, as well uh, again so that's coming up tomorrow uh feedback thursday uh for the la kings also want to remind you that we're on twitter at locked on la kings also on instagram at locked on la kings as well and I always want to thank you for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. That is Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. As always, thank you for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.